Welcome to the Man Cave. This is the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each week we argue and debate about pop culture and movies and books and all of Mandy's dumb ideas. Grab a couch and let's get to it. Cut this shit. Uh, uh, I, sh- I don't yeah. think I didn't have my espresso and I'm feeling a little under energy. I don't know. I- I'm feeling a little. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's OK. I-, I had coffee for the first time in like two weeks. So do you want me to talk? I'll just talk. You keep <laughs> saying you're back on coffee, but you can't keep getting mm-hmm. back on it. You just drink coffee. What? No, no, no. I didn't have it yesterday. You know what I mean? It's like it's touch and go. But honestly, I I really enjoy it. And I'm and I'm feeling great. Like for anybody who might be going through mandopause mm. or anything like it, mm-hmm. I highly recommend this book, The Hormone Secret. Oh, okay. I highly recommend it. It has been so helpful to me. Um, I didn't go all the way because I'm super lazy. <laughs> it has a whole like program and it involves supplements and stuff. And you know me. I'm like, I don't even take aspirin. I'm certainly not going to go buy chloramidified and take it three times a day. That but, sounds like a knockout drug. I don't think you should be taking that. No, no, no. I'm I'm on it now. It's what's making me so peppy. But I'm not going to oh. take it three times a day. Actually, oh, okay. it's made up. I don't even know what chloramidified no, is. No, I, but I you, you would get, avoid it. You you get my, my the Mandy's do not give medical advice, nor should anything no. we say be taken seriously. <laughs> uh, do not if you need any non medical advice, go to webmandy.com. Oh yeah, yeah. Well played. I smell a t shirt. Oh no, more t shirts. <laughs> He's so good. He's so good. I'm wearing my Mormons got lawyers Mormons sweatshirt, got lawyers. and yeah. it's adorable, oh. and it makes me so happy. Yeah, and it just yeah. brings back fond memories of other cults that we've talked about on the show. Oh it's, yeah, it's good. I, I am so excited to talk about what we're doing this week. But we should, we should let's keep. Yeah, we have other have stuff other first because okay, okay. We watched Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story on Roku. Oh, okay. Was it a biopic? It is a biopic. How did this happen? It is. Jesus Christ, Mandy! What? Who the fuck are you? I don't even know you right now. Well. So this, it was a, I, I'm not sure which festival, I want to say Toronto, it was a festival darling and Roku got it, which was a big deal because it's like, it yeah. wasn't one of the main streamers or HBO, yeah. it was Roku. So yeah. Roku got it and this is how they're launching into their new, uh, uh, yeah, I, the, I their, their original, con- original yes, content, yes, yes, they're, yes. They're, okay, now they're, they're streamer. They're launch, Roku's launching. Hey. Into a new yeah. era. And okay. this film is tonally perfect. It is <gasps> oh my God. 100% bullshit. Like, oh, what? It's a parody <laughs> of a biopic because it's oh weird out. Oh my God. Oh so my God. It's not a perfect that movie. Great. It's, but I, I, I recommend it and I'm dying to talk about it. The first oh. 45 minutes are just. Laugh after laugh after laugh after laugh because it takes itself so seriously in its biopicness. Oh, yes, <laughs> and then and you hate biopics. I hate biopics. I'm I sick of them. It. I don't hate them, but I'm sick of them. So, yeah. So, to anyone out there interested, it's a biopic, and it's uh, oh my God. Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al, and he's so talented. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, he is talented. He's great. It's fun. So wait. Uh, so was it good for Casey as well? We started watching with Casey and then he got bored and he checked out. 
And he checked mm-hmm. out at exactly the right time. It takes okay. the movie is inconsistent. It's like 45 minutes of fantastic, and then it just gets lost Dips. in itself. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's not like too raunchy or no, anything. It's not too raunchy. Kids. It's like, oh, but I, okay. Well, good. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what he got because he has not seen a lot of biopics. I don't know what, right. you know, but you really yeah. get the. And it's not nostalgic for him because he doesn't know Weird Al, probably, right? He knows some of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. You know, um, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to watch that. Yeah. That's exciting. You'll like it. I feel like it would be a good time for us to request favors from the fandies. Oh, God. If anybody can please um, go on to Discord, uh, mancave.com slash Discord to join if you're not already on there. But I would love recommendations for kid-friendly viewing. Oh. Because we have a week-long Thanksgiving break coming up and a you know, three-week Christmas spectacular, holiday spectacular mm-hmm. break coming up. And I love getting recommendations. I know there's an Enola Holmes too, yeah. which is great. We Looking forward to yeah. that. And then, um, but also last night we started Lost in Space, which is actually a couple years old. And it's a remake of the 1960s, whatever, yeah. Danger Will Robinson. Yeah. I had never seen either. We started at first episode. My kids are completely hooked. I am not a sci-fi person. I am completely hooked. Wow, okay. It's beautifully shot, beautifully acted, so interesting. I highly recommend it. I can't wait to get to episode two. Very cool. Thank you. We haven't done that one. I'm assuming your girls Mm -hmm. have seen Clockwork Orange. Definitely, yeah. But it's just so tired. They need things to stimulate them, you know? All right. They want new, different kinds of films. I, so. I get it. Uh, yeah, we, we watched Enola Holmes 1 because we hadn't uh-huh. seen it since it came out a couple years ago. And I didn't want to watch oh. the new one and be like, oh, wait, who is that? And what, you know, I wanted God. it all fresh. Yeah. So we rewatched it. As you it. know. It's so yeah. well done. I just love it. Yeah. As, I'm not a rewatcher, so I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Right. Like, that's precious time out of my life. I can't do it. But in terms of Clockwork Orange, I think my kids would actually take on the, they would love it if I had some sort of device to hold their eyes open so that they could watch more television. Ah. That would be something they would actually, that part of the movie, they would actually go, hey, mom, do they sell those on Target? Target, baby? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want for Christmas. Oh, okay, done. Let, let, let Aunt Mandy get it for them. Don't. <laughs> Great. <laughs> great and i'll make the movies the horrible movies <laughs> that we could force them to watch great this is gonna be it's a partnership you know it takes two it does it takes a village mm-hmm. uh well should we dive into it i, I <sighs> yes we have please. a lot to talk oh my about God. yes because things have progressed even since yesterday you uh, mandy the other mandy you know for those of you <laughs> who know me better um took me out for a birthday brunch yesterday it wasn't my birthday but it will be by the time this podcast comes out. And um, and I had not watched, we watched The Vow. Yes. Which is the season two of The Vow. I had watched the first season. It is about the Nexium cult and Keith Raniere. The first season is all about the people leaving the cult and about them discovering the sex cult. Very great words to say. The media made a heyday of that. Mm-hmm. And then this one, I was like, what on earth could they possibly do in a season two? How is this going to be interesting? And by God, I now think it actually is very interesting. I got real hooked at the end of episode one, like shrieking and grabbing the rope and going, oh my God. I'm, and I rushed into episode two. I, I've got to look at my notes. I uh, Well, 
Uh, okay. Ep- season two so far, yeah. and they've aired three episodes, right? Or four? Oh, okay. I don't... Probably, yeah. I only got through two. Okay. Well, I've watched them all, and really what they're doing <gasps> is, like, almost defending Nexium. They're showing us the other side. They're they're mm-hmm. asking people who are either still in it or who will mm-hmm. defend Keith Raniere and all of the choices, like, what was good about it? What benefits have you had in your life from it? So, yep. It's interesting. It's too even-handed for me because I want to just come down hard on Keith Raniere and cults in general. But but season two seems to be saying, before you make your judgments, it was not all bad. Oh. And look at all of these incredible things. But I, uh, I had listened to the podcast of this, of Nexium. Mm-hmm. So when I started The Vow, when it came out I on HBO too. like three or four years ago, I mm-hmm. didn't watch it because I had just listened to it. And it was, they're very, Mm -hmm. very similar. But now that I've had three or four years, I wanted to jump into season two. And I was like, I don't remember who the main players are. Uh, You know, so I skimmed all of season one. Folded a (laughs) lot of laundry, did a lot of cooking. But I went through season one. So I, I would oh. like to start with season one if we can. Yeah, absolutely. I love this story. <laughs> I love these people. I love, I, and I think I've said this before, I could be one of these people okay. if I wasn't cheap. Now, now I would never have spent the money. to that. Would, they would have been like, do you want to spend more on my mental health? And I would have been like, no, I want to save my money. So it wouldn't have worked out for me. Right. But So Nexium yeah. did not start out as a cult. It started out as a self-betterment program. And you could go to these yes. workshops and take these classes to mm-hmm. basically it's a lot of psychology because Keith Raniere partnered with Nancy Salzman, who is a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist. So yes, a lot of she it is specialized just, in neurolinguistic programming, right? Yep. So a yes. lot of it is just like well, why do you have a fear of that? Let's go back to your childhood, figure out where that fear came from and work through it so you can overcome your fears and make yourself a more confident person. That's all fantastic. That's that's what ESP, that was their first program. Yep, uh, executive success program. Thank you. I was like, I don't remember what it stands for. Mm-hmm. When we make the musical, though, that's going to be hard to rhyme, but we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. So, so much of what they did in the beginning I was like, Mandy, Fabian would go all in on this. Yeah. 100%. You would would read a book. It's not unlike Brene Brown, right? It's about self-reflection and learning about yourself and working towards Mm -hmm. overcoming your your obstacles. Yes. All. I felt the same way. I felt the same way when I was reading the book on Scientology about how Scientology got started. Mm -hmm. Now, before they brought in all the aliens and all that sci-fi stuff, but the actual basic way that they started off, which was essentially therapy and going clear was all about like letting go of the things that are in your way, right? Mm -hmm. Clearing yourself so that you can be an authentic person. Like I'm constantly reading books on how do you be authentic? Like how do you really listen to your gut? How do you not be a victim to other people's manipulations? Like how do you take your life and go, I am responsible for my life. I am responsible for my destiny. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I'm not going to live in anger, fear, regret, or recognizing that if you feel vulnerable, that doesn't, you know, you're going to feel scared, but it's not a bad thing. So yeah, right. all of these things talk about all these ideas. It's really interesting. He had really innovative, interesting things to say, for sure. And then 
you show up for your second meeting and it is required that everybody lip kiss, which grosses me out to no end. <laughs> I fast forwarded so much lip kissing. I don't think it's required. It was like they do what a lot he, of it. Yeah. It, if you were yeah. in the if you were in the program, you lip kissed people to say hello, not handshaking and hugging. Everybody lip kissed. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't think I've ever kissed you on the lips, have I? You have. Ever. Yes, you have. I have? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Really? Yes. But How was it? I mean, I you don't remember? Did I Well, I don't. That's why I'm I kiss a lot of people, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Like would like did you remember it a couple days later? Has it not left you? Is that why you're bringing it up? I'm just <laughs> This is okay. a larger issue. We can move issue. on. I'm just No, I'm just Okay, okay. Go ahead. I, I'm not I'm not a big lip kisser if it's not Jeremy. But did I force it on you then? No, no, did no. I, like, did I just come in for it? Yeah, you, I mean, so yes, you, you did, it. but it was charming and it's you and that's fine. <laughs> it's not going around a circle in a room, lip kissing everybody in the room. It's so gross. Well, wait till Christmas. I mean. <laughs> so, but where it starts to get culty is after you lip kiss, you notice everybody's wearing a sash, a rainbow colored mm-hmm. sash, which explains what part of the program you have achieved. And then they start using made up words and acronyms and that's one of the definitions of a cult is they ex- they establish their own language so that the outside world can't understand it and you start to feel removed from the outside world well i don't know if acronyms really make you a cult though because in the business world in science like i mean anytime you go into a field where people are talking about that they have a shorthand in their particular field that i would not understand that's, right doctors and medical that's things, true. You know. but acronyms yeah. and words and calling people vanguard and every time someone walks in the room you say thank you prefect thank you vanguard and like all of these things would make yes. a more rational person say oh wait a minute it is not just a cool program that I'm gaining skills from, there's something deeper going on here. And so many people interviewed said, it was really weird and all my red flags went up, but I kept going and going and paying Mm. and getting deeper and deeper. That's where I question people, you know? Yeah. Well, they have this great setup, right? I mean, I think we should figure out a way to do this with our fandies. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, then maybe they should tune out so we can... Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> they have this it. great setup, and a lot of self help kind of does, right? There's this thing like you come to this thing because you feel broken, mm-hmm. right? And I and and I I really thought about this because I was listening to what um, Nancy Salzman was saying about why she did this, which is essentially, you know, she had worked with trauma victims and people who were suffering from physical pain, chronic physical pain, and a lot of it was you know, mental, emotional, physical, like it's all combined. And she would heal people of trauma with her NLP. Mm -hmm. And then they would come back with a different symptom that was very similar, probably laced back to the same trauma, right? Like it's all just like, it's all the same thing that people keep suffering from over and over and over again, and nobody knows how to fix it. And this was her way to try to do something that would permanently rewire the brain Mm -hmm. and a a permanent thing. But because of that, so someone comes in, they're broken and they want to be fixed and you're never going to be fixed. But if you keep saying in this program, if you just do one more level, because we're all fixed. So if you still feel broken, it's because you're not doing enough of the levels, Right. right? Like if you're not having a great, like you just can't ever stop listening to this podcast. If you're not listening, that's the problem, right? right? If you come back and listen every week, you'll be fixed. And it is it is about self-blame. They all said like you just from day one, you are told you are in your own way. This is your thing, your block. 
if you're not yeah. achieving something, it's what's going on with you. That is a very Scientology mentality. Yes. So then I guess it makes people feel like, oh, I can fix this because I'm not trying to fix you or the world. I'm just trying to fix me because well, I keep and messing up. Yeah. I don't and know. guess what? But but that's true. Like we are a lot of us are in our own ways. Like I can look at people who have chronic, you know, like they keep making the same decisions over and over again. There's nobody else making those decisions. Mm -hmm. But if you're not aware that you have responsibility for that, if you don't take responsibility and own your life, then it's always somebody else's fault or they right. It right. Was, you didn't get the right. It wasn't like you do have to take responsibility for your life. And a lot of people don't think that way. And to be that kind of empowered. That's that stuff that they're selling that makes people go, oh, you're going to show me how to not be a victim. You're going to show me how to take control of my thoughts and my feelings so that I can feel as good. And they had these like retreats. I mean, you saw in the first season, right? They're bouncing up and down and hugging and, and doing everyone races and applauding each other. Every time they open their mouths, they get handed the mic <laughs> and they're like, my name is Tony. And I like they cannot speak without crying. Red flags. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's that's happens at church. Don't you just cry every time you go to church? <laughs> I mean, you don't go to church. I do not. But go I mean, to like, but when I would go to church, I'd blubber like a baby if it was a real, if it was a good church. Some of the churches just want to recite shit. Right. And it's super boring. And right. no, thank you. But well, so the first season of The Vow is really about uh, Keith brings in a filmmaker, a very legitimate filmmaker named Mark Vicente yeah. to. Yep join the the movement and mm -hmm. and make a film about it and document everything that's going on that's why we they have hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of footage i mean it's unbelievable yeah. how much footage they have it's amazing and then yeah. there's another woman that we meet named sarah edmondson who is an mm -hmm. actress who is struggling she goes to a meeting she and mark vicente become really really good friends and they go through the program together and they become upper echelon leaders of the program, yep. we join yeah. this this story when they are ready to quit because they have seen yes. too much, they know too much, they want out, and they want to take down Keith Raniere. Well, specifically, though, after DOS, which is the thing in question, which is the thing that brought down Nexium. Uh, DOS right? is the very small uh, sorority of sex They call slaves. it a sorority? <laughs> Let's they call it a sorority and they have a slave master relationship and it's a, it's supposedly just run by women and it is run by women. But the things that you have to do in order to maintain your status and the things you have to do to satisfy your master is have, have sex with Keith and seduce Keith. Yeah. So and that's what brand I think is, an, And forcibly have yeah. his initials branded on your body. Yeah. So... <laughs> Again, red flags popping up all over the place. And Sarah shares kind of came out of nowhere. all her texts with us. So we know how she got involved. And it was her yeah. best friend, Nancy Salzman's daughter. I know it's a lot of names and a lot of confusion, but yeah. her best friend lured her in. No, it's a female yeah. empowerment group. We're going to change the world. And, and also, in, may I say something? Yeah. I just want to say, here's the other thing. All of the work that you do in Nexium, right? All of this psychological work about owning your and facing your traumas and facing your fears and being uncomfortable and a safe place to be uncomfortable so that you can supposedly heal yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the whole, that's the thing that's so crazy about this is there's net, there was no limit to what they could do. And 
if you felt uncomfortable, it's a signal that you're doing the right thing, right? That's what I think is so crazy. Like they've already set up this idea that like, oh, I'm really terrified I should go into this because this is challenging me to be stronger. Right. Right? Yes. However, I am bossy. I think that's a word I will. Yeah, we definitely have a master-slave relationship for sure. But do I make you ask permission to eat? (laughs) Well, (laughs) no, you just make me think about eating. (laughs) (laughs) Totally different. (laughs) So one Uh, of the weird... Oh, we haven't even talked about Alison Mack. But one of the weird uh, obsessions Keith Raniere has is he likes his ladies very, 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 very thin, like anorexic anorexic and dying. So once you join this secret society, like they we, we see hundreds of texts. I just woke up. May I please have a piece of toast, master? And the master will say, how many calories? Yes, you may have toast. Thank you, master. (sighs) I mean, crazy, crazy, mind control, upsetting stuff. But quite honestly, the only diet plan that would work for me. (laughs) You know, left to my own devices. I'm a control freak, so let's try it. (laughs) I honestly think we should. Just one week. Yeah. So these... Intelligent driven women got reduced to really self harm and, you know, just uh, it's sad and scary to see how far they went in this little part of Nexium. You're right. Nexium probably never would have been taken down without this secret sex slave cult called DOS. That was because they would really play around with like gender dynamics. There was like a men's club, mm-hmm. right? Of just men dealing with, I can't protectors. remember what they're called. Do you remember? The protectors. Yeah, protectors. Okay. And then there were the, there was the women, didn't the women also have a thing? And they, then they did Jeunesse. things where they did stuff. Yeah. Okay. Jeunesse. So they definitely were trying to, I mean, it, um, you know, sort of going off into a separate group was not an unusual thing to explore gender roles and power struggles and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, even that is kind of like, even though I, it's gross that they were called the productors, that's just gross. Mm-hmm. But I think part of what they were doing in that group, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a while, but aren't they sort of challenging the toxic ideas of masculinity? Yes. Aren't they? They are, yes. right? So it's interesting because it seems very pro-feminine, like, Get get over yourself, like your it toxic masculinity is a player. Yeah, but at the at the helm of all of this is a sex addict who abuses women. So wow. it's yes, you know, every message he's delivering is loaded with his bullshit and how he's manipulating yeah. thousands of people. It's so amazing because he does it by also saying, like, this is all an illusion, mm-hmm. right? Nothing I'm saying is real. You're projecting onto me whatever you want to project, like putting all the power into their hands, seemingly, right? Mm-hmm. I also love the fact that I think I said this last time, but like he gets people to come and play volleyball at like midnight. Right. I mean, it, like the, the weird little quirky things he does when you first see him, you go, that guy? But then as you see him with the group, you go, oh, wow, like they worship him. They do. They have they've attributed all of their success and growth onto him and this program. So who is Keith Raniere? He is a failed businessman who started an MLM in the late 80s, 90s that got <gasps> caught for running a Ponzi That's right. scheme. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then he yep. came back with, I have another idea. And yep. it was to do ESP. So yeah. it's not like he's got this 
proven track record. I mean, it's it's nuts. If anybody looked him up or asked yeah. for to see his CV, it would have been like, oh, you're that douchebag who yeah. ruined lives, you know, 10 years ago. And here's but here's the weird thing. It really was the DOS thing that got him. Mm-hmm. That got everything shut down because up to that point, they were just running a successful self-help business where someone would cut off all contact with their family and move to Albany right. and never see anybody except the inner circle. Like, I'm really curious, even and Nancy says this in season two, she's like, where are the 27,000 people or more than that, right? The hundreds of thousands of people that we helped that got that got something out of this right. and moved on with their lives. Where are they? Well, they are in season two. But um, so Nexium was funded by Claire Brofman, who was the Seagram's heiress. So Keith yeah. Raniere had startup money. He had millions and millions of dollars to start up this business. Now, what he's yeah. in jail for is also tax evasion and uh, money laundering yeah. and all of these other things. So not sure how they would have gotten to that if if Mark Vicente and Sarah Edmondson hadn't turned him in for DOS. You yes. know, I mean, that's what they, that's why Branding the FBI women. got interested because there was violence and abuse. Yes. But, yes. but he is. She did not voluntarily brand herself. She no. was blindfolded. She was taken in some and place held and down told, on a table. It's brutal. Yeah. It's an awful yeah. story. Brutal. Yeah. And how, and the fact that even something like that, like it, when is enough enough? Like how far is too far? They've all been so indoctrinated in this thing of like, it's okay to be uncomfortable. And this, this put takes you out of your comfort zone. That's where all the healing is out of your comfort zone. And it's, and also, and this is very true for politics. This is true for a lot of things. This is a thing that they say, like, once you have been told that you're wrong about something that you have committed your entire life and being and everything into being right about, and you're told that you're wrong, factually, mm-hmm. most people double down mm. and reaffirm their stance in being wrong and saying, no, 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 you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the natural human reaction, which is why I think, like, you know, a lot of people, I think that a lot of the Trump, like, election denying and all that mm-hmm. stuff, like, love Trump, hate him, whatever. If you have political ideas about it, that's great. But then to sort of say things like, oh, the election was rigged or to say, oh, January 6th wasn't a coup. You know, like all these things where you go like, no, 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 we have facts. We have texts. We have proof though this is a real thing. And for people to go, no, you don't. No, it isn't. Right. That's that thing of like, I'm in a cult. I've committed everything to believing this one thing and there's nothing you can do that will change my mind. Right. And that's what I felt like the woman, what's her name? Nikki? Is it Nikki? Yeah, yeah. there's Nikki. She, an actress mm-hmm. yeah yeah and she's just like she's crying and saying i stand by every decision i've made and she still stands outside the jail and holds her little phone light up to keith like mm-hmm. hi i'm still here we're still with you yep. they call keith how about that woman the woman with the shaved uh-huh. head the beautiful black woman mm-hmm. strong saying like how insulting that you think that i was taken advantage of how and, dare but you? i won't tell you whether or not i'm branded and i won't tell you whether or not I participated in some of the weirder stuff. Oh, I'm sure she did. Yeah, but again, doubling down, going, no, 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 don't tell me I'm wrong. Don't tell me I was a victim. That's their whole program. Right. Isn't that interesting? Well, so you said that there was, you know, you were like, this is something I totally would have gotten wrapped up in. And in the first season, when Mark and Sarah try to contact the New York Times and get publicity, they reach this guy named Barry Meyer 
who's this yeah. like he's a character. And yeah. he's like, I never would have gotten wrapped up in this. I am incapable of self-improvement. And I was like, <laughs> Barry Meyer, there's my T-shirt. Like, I am a Barry Meyer. I would never have. I would have walked in there and been like, I, I got it. I get life. I don't need any of you people. But uh, oh. so that was one thing about the first season that really jumped out at me. And then the other. This is so interesting. Keith Raniere is a diminutive man. And he let his hair grow long. So he would, he did a lot of like he had the Rachel haircut in all its iterations <laughs> at, in different times. And then to look like Jesus. Yes. He's got the beard, yes. and the long hair. And then at the end of the first season, he is re- doing reshoots on one of his documentaries. And he says, I had to cut off all my hair and we have to reshoot everything because I don't want to look like a cult leader. We have to get rid of my hair. And that's why he cut his hair to look <gasps> less like a cult leader. Oh, I forgot that. What? That's interesting. If you know oh, yeah, you they... look like a cult leader and you have a cult, like, you know. Oh, but that's what they're refuting, right? That whole thing about like, no, 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 no. This is not a cult. Like, mm-hmm. and I can't remember. Oh, I wish I could. In the first episode of the second season, they say he says something about he addresses the word cult. Mm. Like they send out this sort of just generic message to all the people still in Nexium, like, hey, don't pay any attention to the man behind the curtain. Cult schmalt. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're like, no, no, no. Cult's something totally different, guys. We cool. Don't worry. Um, I don't remember. Okay. So now I feel like we're in the second season, but I want to just say the first season, they they found another story halfway through, and that is of an actress named Catherine Oxenberg from Dynasty. Yeah. Who Dallas or Dynasty? I don't remember. Oh no, it was. I think it was Dynasty. And yeah. her daughter was in the cult. And Catherine Oxenberg was a powerhouse trying to get mm-hmm. her act. Yes, you don't mess with a mom trying to save her daughter. So she was like, I, I don't care if I fracture my relationship with my daughter forever, as long as she's safe, as long as I can get yeah. her out. You know. And we we are invested in Catherine Oxenberg's mm-hmm. story and she's moving and shaking and contacting the right people and getting shit done and now she's gone from season two yeah yeah well uh, because okay that was the story for season one and she wasn't in the podcast right no she was not in the podcast that's why it's different it's it really is very much about her and what's her daughter's name India I can't remember India right 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 and then there was that whole other stars documentary that just really followed india oh really? i don't remember what the name of it is oh yeah is india yeah. out now i watched i watched that one too yeah she's out okay and she in the stars documentary goes back and the camera follows her and she talks about where she lived and what she did okay. and all that okay and I'm she so totally regrets out. it yeah yeah oh, she's good. out she's out yeah so you know one thing that cults do is they try to recruit high profile people good-looking people, people who can recruit other people. And this cult used yeah. a young actress. I just delete. I just delete those emails. <laughs> I don't even look at them anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd be good at it. You're fun. <laughs> I would join your cult. Um, Thanks. So Nexium used this actress named Allison Mack, who was on Smallville, right? Uh-huh. And yes. she is yep. the cutest little thing you ever did see. Yeah, She's full of joy and smiles and life and a very well-spoken, thoughtful person. And they have hours and hours and hours of footage of her meeting with Keith and exploring her inner thoughts. Also her dancing on a beach and singing at a wedding. And she just seems like the life of the party. Yep. She orchestrated 
DOS, the secret sex cult for Keith. It was her and Keith that did it. This little pixie of a thing. And she's in jail, I think, or was convicted and maybe she's out. I know she was convicted of sex crimes, sex trafficking. Yeah. I can't remember and I don't want to remember because I want to follow season two now and I want to like take the journey again because now this is like it's so salacious. So much Mm -hmm. more satisfying than like just hearing about it from a, you know, (laughs) Yahoo News. Allison Max in jail. Um, I I remember there were good results, but I don't even want to remember what they are because I am so like. I'm still just enamored by this whole process. Yes. Like the the people who refuse to believe that any of this really happened or they just don't believe, they believe the media is blowing it up or they believe that these people are just vindictive and trying to keep, take Keith down, that it was all consensual and it's nobody's business but these women's and Keith's, mm-hmm. which I, that's just so fascinating to me. I mean, yeah, that's really To some fascinating. degree, I agree. If I want to enter into a master-slave relationship with somebody, that's my business. But yeah. there was so many, there was so much manipulation and, and mind control and abuse to get to that point. It's not just like, you know, uh, well, uh, and we have a master- 50 shades of gray. It's not that. That was consensual right. well, and adult and two people who yes. wanted to be that. Yeah, and even people who want crazy shit done they have a safe word. And the minute that you don't honor the safe word, you're breaking the law. So the minute someone goes, I don't want to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where you go, okay, maybe this isn't for you. Right. You know, or whatever. Like, I mean, but even so, it's so sticky. No, I mean, probably in in multiple ways, Mm -hmm. you know, because like, how do you, how do you be the one, how are you the one who backs out? Like, if you agree to this thing. And it's lifelong. You You make a vow, thus the title. Yeah. Right. You are, and you get some sort of payoff. At How do you when you have been struggling and healing and struggling and then having the audience applaud you because you had a breakthrough or you got to the next level or you you know what I mean? And you're surrounded by love, unconditional love. And part of this process is painful. How are you ever supposed to know when you're like, no, but this is really just painful and I don't have to do this. Like, it's so interesting. Your integrity is probably just so tied up yeah. in pleasing your friends and your it's your whole life. Yep. I mean, that's the thing that I think is that's where that I really got out of season one was watching how you shut the rest of the world down. Right. Right. It's it, it, it that's the culty part of it was it's not just you took a couple classes in Santa Monica, got a lot out of it. It's I moved to Albany and I live here now right. with Keith and we have our little it's the inner circle stuff that I, I think yes. I don't know how many people lived in Albany. Well, we I don't either, but but we've all experienced this to some degree. We all wanted to sit at the popular table in high school or join a sorority or a fraternity. We all mm-hmm. wanted desperately to be a part of a of a tight knit community and and yeah. And some of us have done things that we normally wouldn't do because we were blinded by that idea. Well, if I you know, whatever this is, then I get into the sorority or the fraternity. Right. The hazing and the crimes and the, you know, the abuse we put our bodies through just to be in that group. And this was that to such an nth degree. And I thought it was interesting in episode one of season two, the the ticking time bomb is gone. So it's struggling for me to keep my interest because there's no more. Mm -hmm. Are they going to get Keith Raniere? Are these people going to get out? 
we know yeah. that we know they got him. Mm-hmm. But we are meeting the prosecutors who got him. Mm-hmm. And she is a badass with a baby voice. And I can't get enough <laughs> of her. I can't remember her name. Right. Very, has a very yeah. baby voice. But mm-hmm. um, she approached it like a mafia trial. And she has convicted many mafioso members. So right. she has these drawings like, uh, you know, here's John Gotti. Here's his all his wingmen. And here's who they branch out with. And they're all going to protect each other. And no one knew what the other one was doing. And she's like, that's exactly what this is. And I love mm-hmm. her little diagrams of Keith Raniere and the 11 women that were all around him mm-hmm. and then who they recruited. And oh, I was like, that's brilliant. Organized crime. <laughs> this is an organized crime. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought his his defense lawyer, while being wrong, was totally good in in his arguments of like, why is the government messing with adult consensual decisions? Right. They all agreed to this and they all, you know, that's completely overlooking the whole collateral thing. (laughs) Oh, we haven't even talked about collateral. Will you tell the people what collateral is? Well, the collateral is... And will you do it while getting naked and I'm filming you? Definitely. For sure. Great. I won't do anything mm -hmm. with it as long as you stay in this relationship. (laughs) <laughs> Except I'm different. I would want you to share that with everybody. Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, collateral is before you can, before you're allowed to join the secret sorority, you have to give some sort of thing that you would hate if it got out. So a secret that you've been keeping from your family or naked pictures or, you know, a sex tape or like something that is like so personal that you would not want anyone else to ever get their hands on. Some of it's true. Some of it's completely fabricated, right? That one woman had to lie. I think it was a lie. She, she had a lie and say was she was a, a sex lie. worker. Oh, Do you think that's true? Which woman? Sarah Edmondson? No, no, no. I think this is the woman in uh, season two, oh. episode two. The one who um, they interview, I can't remember her name, but they interview her. She, You, you hear her at the trial giving her testimony. Oh, and the Sylvie prosecutor, or something, right? Sylvie, yeah. And the defense attorney totally kind of wins for what you hear because he basically says, and here's the text that you sent inviting him to breakfast. And here's the text that you said, can I get some time this week? And Mm -hmm. here's the text. So you can see how this would not look like a master-slave relationship, like you're asking for this. You want a relationship with him. right? Um, and And I thought that was really, that was really interesting. But it's that whole, but the collateral thing, so when she was invited in, they made her make up a story about basically giving hand jobs for a living or something, like being a sex worker. And they were they were threatening to give it to her family if she left the right. relationship. So, so once you're in, you're in. I don't remember that, but I know Sarah Edmondson said, they made me record all of these horrible things that I don't really think about my family and my husband. Mm-hmm. And that just sounds too suspect. I feel like she got <laughs> drunk and somebody was like, you know, would you cheat on your husband? And she was like, yeah, I would fucking cheat on him. And then that became her collateral. And she's like, it was all lies. They made me say lies. That just, well, who I, knows? I think this, yeah. I mean, the sex worker thing sounded like a such a lie that I thought, well, who would believe that? All she would have to do is go to her family and be like, none of that's true, guys. I was in a sex cult, you know? Right. <laughs> like, it's such an interesting, and it's such a, like, this whole thing about, you know, your integrity and your authenticity and owning your life. It's such a funny dynamic that somehow from that program would emerge this, do you want to be a slave to someone? I know. Like, it's completely the opposite. So that's what I don't understand is how that particular dynamic, which does not that's not what the program seemed to be. Right. Right? 
I, I like how they ever got into like, I'm going to make up a lie that you can then spread to people. Like it's so dirty and awful that it that I, it goes, is it just the sense of I want to belong? I want to be upper level. I want to be in on the secret club. And is it that, you know, Keith is just that much of a like, now I just want to fuck everybody. Like, it's so crazy that it got to that level. Thank God, because, you know, it needed to end. Right. It's so interesting to me but that it just they couldn't stop where leave well enough alone. Right. He, I mean, he is a classic cult leader because he did all of yeah. this for power, for yeah. right, for for his own ego. Because I got to tell you, his digs in Albany, not mansions. He no. was not. This was not financial, which his first Mm-mm. Ponzi schemes are financial. This was yeah. like he was living in. A middle-class neighborhood in a middle-class home with a lot of ladies who all agreed to be his sister wives, essentially. And it was just interesting. You would think, oh, I get it. You're scamming people so you can be rich and famous. And But he wasn't famous. He was famous in Albany with this group. And he, he wasn't rich. This is what I'm dying to see is if somehow, and I don't think they'll ever crack it. Who knows? I would love to see if there's ever any point where Keith Raniere goes, well, I let, you know, I made a mistake. I let this one part, my my sex addiction get the best of me or something, Mm -hmm. right? Because he wanted to be, and they show it in the season one. I was dying. Um, Ah, crap. Uh, All I could think of is Dasvidanya, and that's not right. Dalai Lama. Is that right? Yes. The Dalai, he meets the Dalai Lama. They have a he gets endorsed by this huge spiritual leader. Keith Raniere wanted to be that, yeah. I think. He did believe himself to be a modern-day sort of Jesus healer. Yes, Leading and people genius. out of their pain. He's, he's yeah. called himself the smartest man in the world and stuff like that. Yes. And, you know, for that, you don't need wealth. You need loyalty. You need you need to build a new world, and you need people to come into your new world. That was the other thing, too, is like, it would be so easy to dismiss anyone who said, that's a load of crap. And you could be like, well, you're clearly broken. Right. Right? Like, Meanwhile, who's vetting people for the Dalai Lama? He conned the Dalai Lama. They had a meeting where the Dalai Lama's like, I've heard some really awful things about you. And he's like, they're not true. And the Dalai Lama said, okay. I'll come to Albany and <laughs> and endorse your your cult. Like, who who yeah. are his right hand men and women? Like, shameful. It's, well, it's almost unbelievable. Aside from the whole prefect vanguard scarf thing, that definitely. But you know what? Karate has colored belts. That's so a good point. who am I to say that's a dumb thing? Right? It's mm-hmm. okay. That's your system. But um, it you know. Who, who would have ever thought? I mean, when you when you look at the Nexium program, still, I'm sitting here going, how do you ever turn to that? I know. Because of course that wasn't going to fly. Right. You thought that was going to last forever? Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. Anyway, and that's why I think in episode two, because this is what made me at the at the end of episode one. And I was, I told you, I was sort of falling asleep a little bit. It was a little slow. And I was a mm-hmm. little bit like, what could they possibly tell me in two that I don't already know? And at the end, it's Nancy. Right. Nancy's there. She's like, yeah, I'll talk. And I was like, oh, and I immediately went to episode two because I was like, I got to hear from Nancy. Nancy and, and many, pers- many shots of her ankle monitor. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they well, want us to know so, she's under house arrest. 
Yes, because it's so diminishing. Mm-hmm. She was this leader of this program. She dedicated her life to this man. You see her gazing wondrously up at him. Like, she never slept with him, or mm-hmm. they so they say. Nope. It was never that thing. She obviously didn't care that everybody else wanted to. She was a businesswoman running a business, and she is pissed. She is pissed that this little sorority took her business down. She doesn't get why they're connected, why she had to lose her business because of him. And she was really making a difference in people's lives. Episode three will blow your mind. Oh my God, I can't wait. Okay. Like really though, what do you think? Do you think that she should be able to keep doing her work and doing her thing? I think she is. Oh, is she? I I think she's she under can. house arrest. Yeah, I, but Zoom. I think she's. I I think if she wants to treat, unless she was um, dis not disbarred, but did I don't know if they took away her license to practice therapy. But I think she right. can. Um, Whoa, that's trippy. I wouldn't trust her. I wouldn't trust her either. But uh, episode three, and I know this is a very. This is a huge bomb to drop, but you haven't watched it yet. But she cures Tourette's in many people. Oh, I believe that. Cures Tourette's. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. But, there was a guy who got cured of that in season one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, again, I did skim season one. So there were probably characters mm-hmm. or stories I was not as aware of. But. Yeah. It's. It's. um. <laughs> it is fascinating and to hear yeah. the guy who's cured of Tourette's talk about sure. you know, the miracles that were accomplished by ESP and this program and her and yes I mean no good I came believe from it. that they're yes absolutely that's why I'm like whoa this whole side hustle mm-hmm. it's just surprising to me that anybody thought that was going to be okay right and, and Nancy's perspective is very different. But I also, it's one of those things where you go like, she had to know, come on. Or, or it was one of those things where like, you knew, but you just thought it would go away or you didn't want to know right. because you I trusted. Think she didn't also, know you just about trusted. Dogs. I think she didn't. She was traveling all the time. She was doing her own yeah. thing. She was not yeah. living in that house with all those women or privy. It was like she, her daughter was. Her daughter was one of the founders of DOS and one of the main mm-hmm. abusers. But that's a mom isn't going to be like, what are the gals doing tonight? Let me hang out and be a sex slave. They were different generations, you know, so well, her mom was mom. like, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> My mom, you know, that's questionable. She, yeah, she might. Hey, she loved to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like game to try anything. But um, I don't think that's oh, yeah. new. I don't. I'm so happy that I got you, that it got you so inspired and you went back yeah. and watched season one. Like, that is above and beyond. I would give you Star Student of the Week. Hey, if thanks. I, yeah, that was great. Thanks. Um, yeah. Well, do you want to give it man jobs? I sure do. Yeah. I I have a lot of uh, complaints about the, the filmmaking itself. Like, season two, yeah. they're doing animation that looks like the... Aha! Uh-huh, take on me video meets a scanner darkly, and it doesn't work. They don't you mean for the trial. Yeah, they don't have uh-huh. a ton of footage. So even all through season one, they did a lot of just like weird oil dripping on the screen while you're watching words. Uh huh. Trim the hell out of it, and you and so that it's always moving, and you're not retreading and stretching things out. Ten yeah. episodes in season one, way too much. Season two, I've already been bored and tuned out. 
you know, yeah, a few times. So yeah. the documentary making itself is yeah. not as pleasing as just the topic. And the topic is rich and exciting and intriguing. Yeah. So I will give it four man jobs. I can't yeah. say five because because I'm like, oh, people, edit, move it along. <laughs> We've already heard this conversation, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. It, it smacks a bit of reality TV in that way. Mm-hmm. That it just keep it does retread a lot. And there's these slow, yeah, it does feel stretched out. But I'd also give it four because I can't even, I, I just, I, it's like, even though I keep hearing the same thing over and over again, I still can't believe it. Right. I am still just dying to know, like, I want more. I, I still, like, I want every person step by step to go. And then I thought this, and then I did that. And then when this came in, I thought exactly this, because I'm just like, wow, right. what? It's so crazy fascinating fascinating stuff uh all right well i have a game for you you know i think you're gonna like it a lot very special game i'm excited Uh, but first we're gonna get our business done let's tell the people man cave is a production of true story fm engineering is by pete wright music by ian post and guys if you want to go over there to the apple podcast app and leave us a, a rating or review we would absolutely love it that's how we um you know, it's like, it's not unlike a cult. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if you're loyal, your friends will want to come on and get some of this. Yes. And yeah. So once you hit five stars, you're in for life and we will brand you. We will mand you. We will mand you. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah. Please uh, leave us reviews, spread the word, tell your friends and join us on Discord, mandcave.com slash Discord if you want to chat with mm-hmm. us directly. And there's a private channel for Fandies, which is our membership club five bucks a month gets you into that private discord channel uh head to mandcave.com slash fandy membership also comes with birthday messages from us and uh bonus content where we Mm -hmm. record at the beginning of every episode now and we're going to do bonus episodes while we're on our hiatus only fandies which is an expression i love only fandies will only get to hear that stuff so join us (laughs) Yeah, and I, what's special to our Fandy Club is we don't send nude pictures, and that's the favor that you get. I don't want to make you promises have, I won't keep. You have to pay to not get nude pictures from us. <laughs> that's, that's how we do it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we said it before, but if you the holidays are coming up, if you want to go to mancave.com slash merch, oh, we have a genius, genius graphic designer. It's like the best of jokes that happen in the man cave and the t-shirts and the everything's really funny yes there's coffee mugs and and all the stuff that you want it's great mancave.com slash merch get it all get it all obviously we've done a lot of cult stuff Mm. Mm -hmm. i think i've already interviewed you to be part of my cult that was the Stepford wifey thing. Mm-hmm. And Mormons. And I'm pretty sure I asked you to create, yeah, and Mormons. So like we've, we've sort of treaded that ground. And it's very, very tempting to set up yet another cult because as you mentioned earlier, I think I would be a wonderful leader yes. and no one would ever want to leave, but voluntarily. Okay. Um, so we're going to do something a little different. We're going to play Twister. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> Zoom Twister. That yeah. is correct. That someone should figure out how to do that. Nope. We are going to play a game that's not culty, but um, is one of the self-help games that is a lot of fun. Okay. That I love. That I love to play. And in honor of the Powerball ticket being 
actually purchased this week. I don't know a lot about it, but there's like a somebody won a billion dollars and I don't even know if they've claimed it yet, oh, okay. right? It, the ticket was sold in Altadena. Oh, okay. Right next door. So I don't know. I know you probably can't say that you were in Altadena mm-hmm. because for marital reasons, <laughs> right. but let's just say that you were and let's say you bought a ticket. Okay. okay. This game is called, it's specifically called, I think it's the abundance game or I feel like there's a specific, oh, it's just a prosperity game. Okay. And it's really fun and it will be super easy. So here's what you do. You just bought a lottery ticket Mm -hmm. and you got a thousand dollars. Thanks. So today, yeah, you have to figure out how you're going to spend that thousand dollars. And then the next day, we're going to double it. Oh, and then boy. the next day, we'll double it. And the next oh, day, we'll boy. double it. So it gets really fun <laughs> real fast. Okay? And All it right. involves math. So you have $1,000. Oh, don't worry. I'll handle the math. Okay. And you can, it, you know, you have people, you can, by the time you get to like, you know, 100 grand, you could hire someone yeah. to handle your math. <laughs> Thank you. I will need that. Or, <laughs> okay. I'm going to give okay. you an honest answer and it's going to sound like I'm being disingenuine and and trying to to impress you. Yeah. But Casey's school just called and said that they're having like a an area to donate toys and canned goods and yeah. clothing and all of that for the holidays. I would yeah. take that $1000. I would buy so many toys and socks and blankets and just fill yes. that fill that room with donations. That's what I would do. That doesn't sound disingenuous at all. Well, that sounds great. I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, I might give $1,000 to food on foot. Mm-hmm. Because right now I'm like, oh, I don't need $1,000. That's great. Let's give it to... We okay. are very lucky so, people that we wouldn't need to, you know, pay our rent with $1,000. We're very lucky. Yes, that's true. Yes. Um, okay, so $2,000. So obviously I would do that. And then I would probably go to Sephora. <laughs> no, no, no. You have two thousand new dollars. You've already spent that thousand. Yeah, I would now do a thousand 2, more for the children. Okay, Mandy. thousand more for the kids. Okay, for, right. Mm-hmm. More donations. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I would buy myself something makeup. fun. I love thousand dollars of makeup. Not a thousand dollars. I would. Do, I would do. You know, maybe like a nice new purse mm-hmm. and makeup and cozy new pajamas for the winter. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I would probably sample different hair removal techniques because they're a little pricey. <laughs> okay. But they have all these new machines now oh. that are like, this is the one, new like skin and hair off. And yeah, yeah. Oh. There's all these like, you can use light lasers and stuff. I mean, I honestly, probably up to 50 grand is about going to be for my hair removal stuff just to try it out. Okay. Because if money is not an object, of course, I would try it all. Right. Although I'm a little lazy. I'm pretty lazy these days. Probably, I'd probably buy it and it would sit on my shelf. But anyway, okay. All right, now let's amp it up a little bit. Let's give you $10,000. Okay. All right, now you have $10,000. What are you going to do? Um, A trip. Okay, where are you going to go? I don't know. I want to go somewhere. <gasps> New Orleans. Casey has never been and I love New Orleans. So I would take the boys to New Orleans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for you know, probably three nights, stay in a really nice hotel, eat really uh-huh. good food, listen to great music. Yeah. Yep. That's that's like $4,000. What are you gonna do with the other six? Really? Yeah. Why aren't we in New Orleans? <laughs> um, <laughs> what would I do with the uh, other six? <laughs> uh, I've already been to Sephora, right? What would you do? Charity and 
<laughs> See, it's a funny game, isn't it? Because you are like, I love all the money in the world. Right. Uh, if I had $10,000, what would I do? Yeah. If I was going to take a trip for $10,000? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would probably go, I'd go to Paris. Ooh, nice. I'd go, yeah. Nice. And then I would stay in like, I would stay in whatever place and then I would hire a shopper to go and... <laughs> And take me shopping. I, that's what I would do. Yeah. Okay. I would love to. Pa- oh, yeah. Let's make it 20000 Okay. Let's okay. spend 20000 20000 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would redo. I would figure out. I would get someone to come in and I'd be like, please, I'm going to pay you $20,000 because I know tomorrow I'm going to have 40. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. $20,000. Please. Would you handle my fucking kitchen? Oh, you help me buy a couch. I bought a white couch. I have two dogs and two kids. I don't know what I was thinking. No, that's. I need you to get rid of that white couch and get me a different couch that I don't see all the dog hair. Yeah, and and like help me, please. Put up pictures on the wall that look nice. I want to walk into my house and go yay, and I want to do none of the work. Okay, so twenty thousand. Yeah. I would redo my studio, which you're looking at right now. But I have a dream <gasps> uh-huh. of, um making the booth just one part of it and then getting like a window and light natural light in here and yeah. a new desk where I would write because my yeah. my days are now split between writing and voiceovering and yeah. I would want I I want to redo this whole structure but it would be I about like 20,000 for the dream I have of it you know great oh I love that mm-hmm. okay Let's just go to a hundred grand. You notice I haven't mentioned charity in a long time. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, you've already you're already <laughs> giving to charity on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. A uh, hundred grand. I gotta say, most of it I think would just be for college for Casey. Is that gross? Okay. Yeah. No. Let's give it two hundred. I mean, girls don't need education. So what would what no. would you do? I would. I would spend a lot of money to make sure they get on the best dating apps. You oh, know? oh, yeah. Yeah. Give, get them to be influencers yeah. so they can go on Raya. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's so smart. I You're know. so smart. I know. And I'm good okay, with money. Great. Yeah. I would use it to bribe for sure. Bribes would be a very powerful Ooh, way to. That's fun yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know who I would bribe, but it just feels like with that kind of like cash, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I don't like. I don't really have like a lot of, you know, I, I you know, like big toy kind of things that I would want. Like I don't even. I love the car I have. I don't yeah. need a new car. Right. But um, but uh, like maybe a paddleboard. I don't know how much those are, but I want one of those. Really? Um, I think you yeah. could achieve that. <laughs> I think so, but they're pretty expensive. More than no, they're not a hundred grand. But you know, uh, at some point. Because now we're going to get up to like 500 grand. I want a summer home. I want a little tree house in the woods, like maybe like a two bedroom, like one of those modern with all windows around. You can see mm-hmm. nothing but green and there's a gravel driveway. Mm-hmm. I want like up in Oregon or something. I want a green place where I can go just clear my head and to pl- play around during the summer. Oh, oh. And then I want a theater camp. A whole campground where you could have theater camp for kids and you could also have like camps for like wedding gangs. It's like you're just throwing parties all the time. So I'd have a big thing of land with my little treehouse place. And then we would have like, if people want to come and have like a homeschool, like a commune. I want a commune. I know you want a commune. I know. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Uh, Well, first of all, I will be the the choreographer for the commune. So you're welcome. Great. 
Thank you. So two hundred thousand now is what we're at. Oh no, as as, as much as you want. Like oh. you can have a million dollars if you want. Well, okay. I gotta throw a bone to Jer. I would put in a pool for him. He oh always, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants a pool. He won't shut up about mm-hmm. it. So I would put in a pool for him. Yes. Um, which would be like eighty thousand. It's not a cheap thing. That's why no, we don't no, have it would it. be a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Great. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Um. Yeah. And then, okay, and then more money. Yeah. <laughs> I want to buy an apartment in Paris. And I want to pay a, 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 what do you call it, when you, immigration lawyer, mm-hmm. so that I can get citizenship. I want dual wow. citizenship with France and the United States. I, I've not pegged you as a Francophile like this. I mean, I know you like oh. going there and that you've been and you love it, but I... Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, no, for sure. Honestly, the last time I was in Paris, I we were going to the airport and I was like, we could live here. I would do it. Mm-hmm. If you told me we were going to go sell our house and come and live here tomorrow, yeah. I would make it work. And my house would be in Napa, as we know. Yeah. That's my happy place. <gasps> I would have a beautiful yes. little house with views of the vineyards. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, you know, I would yeah. spend my days learning about wine and drinking wine mm-hmm. and eating cheese. Just and, drunk all the time. Oh. Just drunk and getting drunker. Yeah. Yeah, I well, I missed the learning about wine. That was a thing that we did before kids. We went wine tasting and we used to get the magazines yeah. and we used to actively try to learn about wines. And yes. I loved it. I found it all fascinating. And then well, you listen, have a kid with this kind of money anymore. But with this kind of money, you send Casey away to boarding school. You have all the time in the world. I want to drink wine with him. I want to bring <laughs> him with me to Napa. Also achievable. Yeah. Also and, achievable. And with this kind of money, because now I'm yeah. assuming we're at the 10 million mark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have my house Scholarships. in Scholarships. And mm-hmm. I have a little, you know, I can fly there easily. I, private jets are so not cool, right? We're not supposed no, to say they're not on cool. a private jet. No. Right. So, but you could. I mean, you know. Yeah. Mine would be, uh, I would somehow, mine would be uh, solar powered. There. Oh, wow. I would oh my figure God. that out. Solar powered private jet. Oh, you are a good person. I mm-hmm. love that. I love that you went solar powered. That means a lot to me. It really does. You're welcome. Now, now I want you to be a millionaire um, or bazil- a billionaire, like even. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really fun. I If I like had unlimited millions and billions of dollars, mm-hmm. I think it would be amazing to just like every day give gifts to, you know, have like a website where. You know, people are like, I need $20,000 to do my, you know, to, to right. send my kid to like, or for a medical thing. Go or man you know. me instead of yeah. go fund me. You would just, yeah, somebody <laughs> oh, needs something. Here it is. Yes. Or like to be able to say, like, I, I hate the fact that everybody, you know, that it's all money and politics. I really hate that. But I would really love to be able to go to a political candidate, candidate that I really believe in and be like, what do you need? Yeah. Let me offer it up to you. I can't trust it because then you're going to find out something about something they've done. There's, you know. Well, I don't think, I don't think Beto O'Rourke, he's a good guy. He's wonderful. He's a, he's a really good guy. So you'd have to do that kind of research, but Uh like stuff like that, because people that you really, really believe in as a person. Don't ask the Dalai Lama's people to do that research for you, is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to hire my own people. Okay. Oh, it's going to be so great. We're going to have so much fun on our boat. Oh, I love a boat. (gasps) I love a boat. But well, let's rent it, okay? And let's rent it in, like, Greece. This is going to be great. Oh, I'm there. I'm there. And honestly, it's not that many millions because we're going to share all these things. 
So yeah. like an apartment in Paris that we split, yeah. that's not that Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Yep, the for boat, sure. Greece, mm-hmm. we, we got this. <laughs> uh, isn't that a fun game? Yes. And yeah. now I'm sad. Oh, in my dingy why? little studio. Oh, yeah, it looks like <laughs> shit. You should really do something about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I just did heroin. Okay, so what's... Oh, is this it? This, this is, is it, it, right? Happy Thanksgiving, okay. everybody. Happy Thanksgiving and... Merry holidays, and we'll be back for a season four. Is it four or three? Four. Oh, I thought it was three. And uh, become a fandy so you can hear some extra stuff. Yes. and But over the break, when we come back, we will be... Matthew Perry's... Reading Matthew Perry's yes. book. Discussing. Sorry, not sorry. What's it called? Friends, Friends and the and Big foes. Terrible Thing or something. Handsy guys and whatnot. <laughs> Friends Um, and the Big Terrible Things? Is that really what it's called? Because that sounds like a children's book. It's something like that. Okay. All right. Well, that one. We will see you on the other side. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. I think this is going to come out on your birthday. Or the day after. The day after. All Mm -hmm. right. Well, happy, happy birthday. I love you. Thanks. I love you, too. 